Welcome to the Church of Philadelphia podcast. Get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of God is shared through his word. Flip over to the book of Romans, right? Uh, Romans chapter number 13 and landing on verse number 14. This is interesting, right? We're getting to where things beginning comes interesting. It says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Now, in the Greek, when you come to the words put ye on, right? It is defined simply as to sink into a garment, right? So imagine if I or you yourself were sitting at home, you know, it got a little draft, you're a little cool in the house, and you wrap a small blanket around yourself, right? right. And wrapping that blanket around yourself, that will cause you to actually sink into that garment, per se, right? And so this is what's happening when Elisha passes by, or when Elijah, I said, say, passes by Elisha, and he casts, he throws his mantle upon him, this is now giving cause for Elisha to actually now sink into this garment, mm -hmm. this mantle that is being passed from Elijah to Elisha, right? So we're trying to give you an illustration so you can grab an image of what's taking place, right? So this put ye on is talking about to sink into clothing, right? Or to clothe oneself with the garment, right? So it's sinking into an actual garment, whether it's a literal garment or even something that we're talking about in the realm of the spirit, right? Because a mantle although it's a literal physical garment there were spiritual attributes that 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 coincide with this actual garment amen so now we're going to go back over to second king second king uh and we're 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 we're, we're jumping to verse number So it says, and it came to pass when they were going over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee that a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Now, this is where things kind of get a little interesting. On last week, MK, Elder MK talked about, you know, spirit and she gave us synonyms for the word spirit and right. talked about essence right and so we understand that that when we say spirit we can talk about the essence of something right and if we were to look at the definition of what essence actually means essence is defined as this right here it says it's the individual real or it's the ultimate nature of a real thing right the individual real or ultimate nature of a thing so when we talk about uh, uh, this essence, this spirit, right, we see it's real and it, it's the individual, right, the individual himself. So when you think about myself, my spirit, the essence of who I am or the essence of who Pastor Ivan is, right, mm -hmm. it's something that is real, right, uh, and it's the ultimate nature of who we are. So when you think about in relation to Elijah and Elisha, it is speaking to the spiritual nature, right? So it is a real thing, not just our physical nature, but this spiritual nature is a real thing. And though some of us cannot see the spiritual, those things that are, that are in the spiritual realm all the time, understand that the spiritual realm and the things that coincide with the spiritual realm, hence the essence, right? The spiritual nature, it is indeed a real thing, a very real thing. So this is what we're talking about. We're using spirit and essence interchangeably, right? When we talk about the spirit. So Elijah saying, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit or let a double portion of the essence of who you are, right. your spiritual right. nature be upon me, right? Mm -hmm. 
anything you want to? Yeah, I kind of wanted to uh, even add a little bit to that Romans as well. You know, oh, amen. <coughs> when amen. we sink into something, um, it's 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 us really giving ourselves to that thing. So if you think about just the daily example of getting dressed because you're talking about putting on something mm -hmm. we sink into clothes right every right. day right you give yourself to what those clothes are going to make you look like you give yourself to the presentation of what those clothes are going to make you you know look to other people and everything so and that when we give ourselves to to that thing we're kind of you know covering and we're you're sinking deep into that thing you know what i mean so um, you know, it's a yielding that happens, right? Right. right? So yielding, it's a giving over that happens, right? So, you know, and, and, and if we look at the definition for yield, it means to give oneself completely to another's disposal, to give oneself to completely to another's disposal. So even when we're talking about this particular scripture, mm -hmm. that the essence yeah. of Elijah, you know, where Elisha asked for pretty much his essence, a double portion of the essence of Elijah, you know, and he's saying, look, you know, if you leave this, if I can get this, I'll sink into it. You know, I'll yield myself Amen. to it, you Amen. know, and, and, and as we're talking about those original garments, we just want to keep that in mind, too, as well. Amen. 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 I see what you did there. You had to be like, <laughs> like, like leading us to our next one. Amen. Amen. So that's that's good when you talk about this. Right. So it says in verse and it says, and he said, thou hast asked the hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. So Elijah is actually confessing, admitting to this is a hard thing. Right. Mm. Now, this is this is where it gets interesting. Now, I promise okay. I'm not taking this out of context, y'all. But if you go to first Corinthians. Right. Because, again, key thing is to remember spirit interchangeably with mm -hmm. essence. And we're saying essence, the spiritual nature of an individual. Right. Yeah. So in, in first Corinthians, chapter number 14, verse number 32, of course, we've already dealt with this. Right. In this context, he's saying, OK, Paul is speaking to he says, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophet. He's speaking about conversation, speaking. Right. So mm -hmm. in other words. This spiritual nature, a prophet has the ability to shut this down, right? Okay. This this nature, this spiritual nature. But when you look at this, he's saying, and the spirits of the prophet or the essence of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Their mm -hmm. spiritual nature is subject to them, right? Mm -hmm. What we see, this, the spiritual nature that Elijah had, although it was subject to him and by it being subject to him, he could actually give it. Because it's subject to him, his essence is subject to him, and by it being subject to him, he can actually give it to Elisha. Right. So we've heard when you think about prophets, prophets are actually born, as we see like Jeremiah, some prophets are born into the actual office. We see through scripture, some prophets actually become prophets because of another prophet. Right. Hence, we see in scripture, Elisha is coming into the office of a prophet, not because he was particularly born into it, but the mantle of a prophet is being cast upon him and he's being made or becoming an actual prophet. So the spiritual nature or his essence is now being given to another individual. So what I'm saying is some prophets become prophets because of another prophet. Mm. Oh, follow mm. me in scripture, mm. y'all. Mm. Follow me. I'm in the book, mm. right? You're in the book. You're in the book. You're in the book. <laughs> so, so, so let's go back to second, second Kings, right? When we go back to second Kings, right? He's saying it's a hard thing. But nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it, it, it shall be. 
right? He's admitting this is a hard thing. But although he's acknowledging this is a hard thing, although some things may be difficult and they may be hard, right. it doesn't mean that you don't have the authority or the power to actually do it. Yes. He has the authority and the power to do it. So now let's let's not forget this a mantle, a mantle, this cloak, this garment is it is an extension of the individual. Right. right? right. And so we understand even when we went back to Exodus and we were talking about how these priests or these garments, right? They were anointed for the role, anointed for the office in which they would occupy. But you got to understand if the individual is anointed, the garments in which they abide in or the garments that they sink into yield themselves to where the garments become anointed as well. Mm. So mm. mind you, another thing that Elder MK talked about, you know, she, she, she reminded of us some old points that we learned years and years and years ago, right? But it's still applicable to today, right? right. Uh, she talked about how the anointing, right? The anointing is the fuel of the spirit that generates the energy of the will of God, right? The anointing is the fuel of the spirit that generates the energy of the will of God. So the anointing is the thing that makes the difference, right? And when you think about the anointing, it is a resource of the spirit, right? Right. So by a man or woman being anointed, their garments are anointed, their garments, their mantle, it, it becomes an extension of who the individual is. Right. So hence we see the authority. So what I'm saying, the anointing that is upon the individual. Right. It, 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 it resides in the garments. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is showing that the authority that the individual walks in, this same authority is now housed inside of the garments. And so when you know how to move and operate in this authority. Right. Again, these garments become an extension of who you are thus we see when elisha speaks to and he hits takes his mantle he parts the uh jordan river again that authority is housed inside of the garment so mm -hmm. and those garments become an extension of who the individual is mm. and that's, that's that's really powerful because you know even when we're talking about this the anointing the essence or the spirit i mean the essence of an individual and then that that the garments or the mantle being an, an extension of that. It's mm -hmm. almost like God covers all of his bases, really. And we know God always does, right? So what's in the spirit will always have a sign of those things in the natural, too, as well. So it's almost like, you know, now, you know, I'm thinking about just how Elijah walked with Elijah all this time, yeah. you know, and really got the essence of who Elijah really was, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, of course, in church kingdom, you know, they call it impartation, right? right you know, right, right. if he's talking about, you know, this is a hard thing because you, you're asking me to impart, you know, what you've already really been, you know, close to, but you're asking me to really finish it off and authorize you in the natural, That's you right. know? So that, 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 that garment, those original garments, why are they important? Why are they, why are we making such a, uh, uh, you know, a deal about it, right? Because it, what it does is finish off the authorization in the natural of what God has done in the spirit, Amen. you know? So, so he's saying, look, this is a hard thing, but like, like he said, you know, Hey, he had he was authorized to do it. Mm -hmm. But I believe that he was saying this is a hard thing, not only for me to do, but for you to be able to carry it too. And you know this, what you're asking for. He understood he wanted to remind him, look, I want to remind you, like, this ain't easy. You see me walk through this. This is not something that that's going to just, you know, it's going to be easier just because you're getting the double portion. Right, right. It's actually still going to be hard, you know. <laughs> but he said, look, if you if you give me a double portion of your spirit, I'll be able to walk in what everything that you said, you know, so. Man, I think that's key what you said, you know, about it being 
not just a difficult thing for Elijah to pass on his spiritual nature to Elisha, but it also been a difficult thing for Elisha to actually receive it and move and operate in it for the mere fact of what was taking place at that particular time. Because um, we know the kings that were underneath the reign of both Elijah and Elisha were wicked kings, you know, mm -hmm. and they brought about perversion throughout the land. Yeah. And so God was using the both of them to actually bring about restoration or using them in a sense to bring about salvation back to, you know, the nature of who God called this nation to be mm. and what they represented in, 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 in the world at that particular time. Amen. So I do Amen. think what you said was very, very, very key. So he tells us um, in 11, it says, and it came to pass as they, uh, and it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chair of fire and the horses of fire and parted them both the sun. Then Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven, right? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, couple that with verse 12. It says, And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And so what we see now as the scripture shows us they are walking and they're talking, you know, still conversing about what was just, yep. you know what I'm saying, spoke about. And who knows? We don't know exactly what was being said. He could have been telling him like, listen, now, nah, Elisha, this, <laughs> this is the, the pressure of walking as a prophet and you know, I mean, you got evil kings and don't know. He could have been talking about that. Just the yeah. pressure of, of upholding this office, this authority, mm -hmm. this anointing. We don't know. Uh, I'm just speculating, right? Right. But what we see this 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 chair of fire right this chair of fire and the horses come and and it separates the two of them and see some things are on you're only going to be separated for some things it's going to take the fire of god to separate you from some mm. things right um and we oftentimes know that god and we speak it that god isn't consuming fire god has the ability to consume without destroying right but sometimes you're going to need a fire in order to be separated from some things some people it is going to take the fire of god to separate you from some things right mm. and so we see wow. you know with this right Elisha when he sees this he cries out in verse 12 he says my father my father the chariot of Israel and it's not coincidence that you know a, a, a fiery chariot and a fiery horse comes from heaven to separate them and then Elisha says my father my father the chariot of Israel right and when you think about the chariot and the horse they're synonymous with war right synonymous with war in battle, things of that nature right there. And so what you see is Elijah is calling him father, my father, my yes. father. So we see the relationship of son and father between the two, right? Yes. But the chariot and the horse, again, it symbolizes or, or it's attached to war type things, right? So what we see, God was using Elijah in a sense of a savior to help save bring about restoration back to the nation from all the perversity that was loose and the people were moving and operating. And so God is using these prophets in this manner to speak and declare the oracles of God to, to bring about restoration and to bring about correction and to rebuke because of all the perverseness that has come throughout the land. And so he's using these prophets in a sense, almost like a savior. Mm -hmm. So okay. uh, that's what we begin to see, right? And then of course it talks about how he rent, his garments in two pieces, right? And so that is key because the thing that was once covering him, mm -hmm. he understood. Now we can say he's doing this in frustration because he's losing his right. father, yeah. but Brief. could it be that there was a more spiritual, 
spiritual depthness to this. He understands that the old covenant has died. I've now got to place on a new covenant. It's yeah. time to place on a new covenant because hence we talked about, you know, Jericho, right? The word Jericho uh, is interpreted moon, moon dealing with the lunar cycle. In other words, speaking to time It's time. So it is time mm. for the old covenant to be torn because I got a place on a new cover, right? That's and it's good. not coincidence that he's doing this at the Jordan at the Jordan. The Jordan represents is defined as the sender, meaning a foundation, right? But what you'll see beginning to take place is the second definition for Jordan is we're saying it means to come down of revelation. You're going to see revelation is getting ready to come down because as he's tearing away yes. the old garment or tearing away the old covenant, revelation meaning revealed truth is getting ready to come down. I understand you cast your mantle upon me, yeah. but but it's going to be something different when I sink into it as Pastor Ivan spoke to right. when I begin to yield to it yield to when it. I when I give myself completely to the disposal of this authority of this anointing this office that God is now allowing me to move and operate and that is going to be something totally different mm. a new revelation a revealed truth is going to come and meaning an awareness of who he is because this is the thing. You can have the office, but if you don't understand the authority that comes with the office, then the office is basically useless oh, to the individual. So uh, you can have the anointing, but if you don't understand the anointing that is upon your life or the office that you move and occupy in, it becomes useless, right? right and so right. what we're saying, remember, we told you the anointing, it is the fuel of the spirit that generates, you know, uh, the power to, to move and operate in the will of God, right? Now, this power comes by way of yielding. Although the anointing is indeed the fuel of the spirit right. right because when we talk about the power or the energy that that, that that this fuel is supposed to give that that only comes from the yielding yeah so the power of the anointing comes from the yielding aspect right and see although you have many people who are anointed you don't see the power of that anointing because there is no yielding to the anointing mm. there is no yielding to the office there is no yielding to the authority that comes wow. with the office or the call so wow. although the anointing is the fuel of the spirit the power mm. or the energy that you will see that comes from this fuel comes by way of the yielding so what i'm simply saying is as this revelation is getting ready to come down and he's already explained to us there is a yielding a sinking into these garments where he's now yielding to this role this function this yes. new office this new call of being the prophet that he saw come before him that being elisha wow. amen wow and that's it, it's amazing here and this is something that me and pastor lincoln was preparing for this particular message is you know it's just it's amazing when you look, really look at Elisha, how he moved through different places in his life and he kind of knew what right. to do. We know renting of the clothes is one of the things that they did when they mourn, you know, or like even like Pastor Lincoln was saying, when they got upset about things. Uh, but I do believe because we don't see him really mourn except maybe in this particular instance, you know, and that's it. Mm -hmm. But in even in that, he's getting rid of those things that, you know, he's kind of casting away what he was wearing, you know. And when you kind of look at even how when 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 Elijah threw the mantle on him, mm -hmm. what did he say? 
let me shut down all this stuff that I was doing and burn it up. You know, right. even speaking back to what you was talking about, how fire separates. He, it, it's something about Elijah. He understood the function of God in his life, it mm -hmm. seems like. You know, like he knew, okay, let me burn up all this stuff that I had at my house that I was working with and let me <laughs> let fire separate <laughs> what I was doing now to now move on to this next part of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's just it's just amazing here now he's saying, look, now I'm ready to take on the actual mantle, the right. original garment of right. my father. Nice. And now he's now he's moving and saying, look, let me just take off what I got. Mm -hmm. Let me get rid of what I got and let me take on fully and sink into fully. Mm -hmm. And I think it really speaks to we have to ask ourselves the question, do we are we really yielded to it? You know, right. some of us kind of know we're anointed. We know that the that there's a demand of the anointing or we want, just want to have a demand when it's something that we want in our lives. Right. You know, we want to, you know tap into our anointings to benefit us you know right, right. but we're not we don't always want the demand that actually comes with the office mm -hmm. you know comes with that anointing that's on our lives amen amen listen i i think that's key even when you spoke about him tearing those garments right and, and i think again uh tearing away the old covering but it's also tearing away an old lifestyle mm -hmm. and i don't think many of us are 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 Wow. at that place where we can rip apart or tear ourselves away from an old lifestyle, an old mindset, you know, uh, 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 you know, an old understanding, something mm. that this revelation, this new revealed truth is going to bring about. It is going to be something that is totally contrary to what I was accustomed to prior to, right? Wow. And then when you say, you know, when you talk about the original garments, right, you know, most people, you know what I'm saying, these millennials nowadays, they got, they got, you know, they got, they, they got an idea of what <laughs> looks good when it comes to fashion, right? That's and true. the original garments may not be the fashion that you think it's supposed to be. Oh, that's the truth. And see, you can't get caught up in fashion, right? But you can see, 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 most folk are caught up in fashion. Does it look good? But we want to know, is it anointed, right? Is it anointed? Does it have authority? And is there power within those garments, yes. right? Yes. And so for most people, they don't want to put on the original garments. They got their own idea how they say they're going to dress themselves and how they're mm -hmm. supposed to look. But, but this is really not about fashion. This is about anointing. This is about authority. So what we're really saying is when you put on the mantle, you have placed on an authority you have placed on an anointing while some folks are busy trying to put on fashion mm -hmm. hence nowadays you these, these are all these people who you know what i'm saying it's not <laughs> what it used to be i, I put it like this here man it used to be a time <laughs> folk when, when you would put on these original garments people had and they would embrace the mindset i'm going up yonder Right. Nowadays, folk want to go to Wakanda. You, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 listen, we, we got to stop this business. This is about no fashion, man. This is about authority power. <laughs> this is about authority power, man. Making me laugh, man. Listen, this is about authority power. This is about something different, man. Not about fashion, man. And we need to see that's what's missing in the body of Christ, you know? We got a lot of people who dress themselves, yeah. but there is no anointing and there is no authority. So we're saying we have got to put a demand on the anointing. Uh, the man has to come back to the body of Christ where we can mm -hmm. recognize, see, experience, encounter the authority that God has placed upon the life of an individual as right. they move and operate, flow in the anointing, in that call, in the office that God has called them to. All right. Amen. So 
When we go down to verse 14, it says, And he took the mantle of Elisha that fell for him from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elisha? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over, right? And it's interesting because, you know, we even talked about last week. It says, When he took this mantle of Elisha that fell from him, hence, this is the revelation coming down. As the mantle has come down and he sinks into this garment, he yields to the office, the responsibility, the authority, the anointing of God. He yields to this. He now comes into a revealed truth of who he is, right? So when we're talking about this authority, Understand your authority, is, it, it coincides is in direct relation to your identity, right? Mm. And so understanding as the sons of God and women, listen, I'm not overlooking your femininity, but sons of God, denoting the nature and the character of God. Mm -hmm. So, so understanding that we are the sons of God, the same authority right. that the Father moves and operates in, the same authority that the, uh, the Father speaks in as the sons of God. We have right. this same authority to move, operate, and speak in, right? So this is what we're talking about. Your, your authority, it is in direct relation with your identity. Yes. Yes. Now, this revelation, this revealed truth is coming down through the means of the garment, the mantle. So it says, and he took the mantle that, that fell from Elijah and smote the waters and said, hence we're coming back to put a demand on the anointing. Said is, is interpreted. It means to say, to speak, or to the man, right? right. To the man. And this is the thing, right? When, when, when you go to the uh, uh, authority, right? Because I don't, I don't want to get away from authority. Authority is defined as the power to determine. The power to determine, adjudicate, or otherwise settle issues or disputes. So when we're saying you have an authority, we're saying you have the power to determine. Uh, the, think about the authority that we move and operate in based upon the call, based upon the anointing that is upon our lives, right? right. I have the power to determine what my atmosphere is going to be like, right. not just my literal physical atmosphere, but the atmosphere of my mind as well. I have yep. the power to decide what I'm going to put up with, what I'm going to tolerate. You, on, you understand man. what I'm saying? Don't right. nobody want to be real right That's there. Right. I'm not putting up with the fact that something is going to slip in, creep in, sneak into my atmosphere and disrupt my atmosphere because I've said my home is the house of the living God, right? right. And so if my home, my literal home is the house of the living God, there's should be my atmosphere should be conducive for the Holy Spirit to rest, abide, and rule in. But if anything that is contrary to the Word of God, will of God, plan of God comes in, it comes in to mess up, to disrupt mm -hmm. my atmosphere, right? But He's saying, with our authority, we have the ability to determine, okay, adjudicate, make a decision. Come on, you, you understand yeah. what yeah, I'm yeah. going to tolerate yeah. and put up with, and and this authority lets us know that we have authority because He said He's given us power to tread over snakes. All these. So we have authority over the enemy. So I don't understand why so many atmospheres are messed up in literal homes, in minds of individuals, in, in marriages, why conversations between people are messed up mm. when we have the authority to determine wow. that we're going to get understanding from this conversation, not leave still confused, not leave offended and defended because of what was oh, said. No. And by the time it gets from my mouth to your ears, that the prince of the air has twisted it. No, see, some of us have got to move and operate and say, no, by the authority that God has given unto me, I take control over the atmosphere. The enemy is not going to have an opportunity to twist my words so that there is confusion based upon what I was saying. Come on now. So, you know, uh, authority also means jurisdiction. Okay. There, there, there is an area, you know what I mean? A locale that you've been given 
power to operate in. And when you talk about jurisdiction by us being citizens, sons of, of, of God, part of the kingdom of God, as right. the kingdom of God is consistently advancing through the earth realm, think about your jurisdiction is larger than you may be aware of. That's real. You, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Some of us only feel like you got power, authority in your house. Yeah. But but if you're in the kingdom of God, I look at it like this. It, when I think about my community that I live in, because I'm there, the kingdom is there. Right. Oh, yes. Be right. Because I'm there, the kingdom is there. So whatever street I walk on, the kingdom is moving up and down this street. You got That's to true. understand. So I have the power or the authority to determine what is going to come inside this community. Right. Now, if I'm being honest, uh, I got off my game for a little bit. You understand? <laughs> this is what the Lord told me. This is what the Lord told me. I know a lot. The Lord, I was in prayer one day, and see, there was a, there was a, mm, how do I say this? Just call it what it is. There's a gay couple that has moved down the street for me. When I moved into my neighborhood, it was none. It was none. Mm -hmm. I, I keep notice. I, I pay attention, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's close. It's right around the corner. The Lord <laughs> says, you see what you've allowed to come into the community because you have not been praying. And this was during a time that I was like so frustrated and upset. I was like, God, well, maybe if I maybe if I don't pray as much, I won't have to deal with as much warfare. Mm -hmm. And he spoke to me about that. He said, that's the stupidest thing you could have ever done. <laughs> yeah, see, that's how you know folk ain't talking to God for real, because God talked to you like that. He talking to you in a manner that you understand. There is no confusion about what he's saying, right? But he told me you were not on your post. And because you were not on your post, you allowed something to come inside of the community. Mm. Where the kingdom of God was on display, I allowed something to come inside because I felt to be a watchman on my post. Mm. So what I'm saying is you may not even understand your jurisdiction. You may just be thinking your jurisdiction is limited to your house, but where you are, the kingdom abides. And so if I'm Amen. moving and operating throughout these streets, the kingdom is there. So guess what? I got jurisdiction over this, right? I can speak to this and I can determine what is going to be here. Wow. Wow. That's, 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 that's amazing. Even when we're talking about, just you know the sonship portion you know him understanding who he was as a son was like key his identity was first as a son you know even when you go back and look throughout his life again you know right. he understood how to be a son he understood Amen. who he really was and and as he understood who he really was he abided in that and it gave him the power to keep on moving through these different spaces that god was giving him an opportunity to be able to move through that right. he could be authorized right to actually rule a jurisdiction that he could be authorized to operate in the power because you know we talk about power in the kingdom of god right, right? right. everybody got power power in the holy ghost <laughs> you know but power has to be authorized amen that's true you know every you know if a person's not authorized then they're not you know they don't have the permission to operate in a certain level of power right right, right. And, and sometimes people can begin to try to operate in the power they're not authorized to operate operate in kind of like the sons of skeever mm -hmm. and get beat up you know or just get exposed to things that they don't you know not really ready for so even when you're talking about that he was ready for that demand now now he's putting a demand on on god he's asking god he he's saying look i understand who i am first mm -hmm. this 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 anointing is not defining me this anointing is what i do Mm -hmm. This anointing is the extension of what God has allowed me to begin to walk in. But because I understand my identity, I understand my relationship to it. And yeah. I think sometimes it's difficult for us to, 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 and while we do sometimes run away from the demand, is sometimes we forget who we are. Mm 
mm-hmm. or we still trying to figure out, well, how do I supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, like when you talk about your neighborhood, like, well, how I supposed to cover the whole neighborhood? What, what that got to do with me? You know, everybody living in their own house, everybody, you know, what I got to do with trying to change the community and the city and all this kind of stuff. Like, but we don't, we, because we don't know who we really are, mm-hmm. but we like the, the power to be able to change certain things in our personal life or in people's lives that we really care for. But then when there's an, a demand that goes outside of what, you know, what's on our mind and on our agenda, then we begin to have issues, mm. <laughs> you know. But he was open to the responsibility of what this mantle really meant mm-hmm. because he was sound in who he was. Amen. Amen. I, I think it reminds me of something when I first moved to the city of Charlotte and uh, uh, we had a leadership meeting on a Saturday. And I, and I was looking through my old notebook and some old notes and one of, one of our assignments that day was to march around City Hall oh, wow. and claim the city for the kingdom of God. Wow. I remember, and he gave, Apostle gave this particular assignment to all those who were called to be prophets. Hmm. And so, of course, I was a part of that group, right? <laughs> right. Now, mind you, it is, it is winter time. I still got fresh Florida blood in my veins and, and I'm freezing like, oh my God. <laughs> Right. But I want to say show you something, because mm-hmm. what we see about Elijah, we see the essence, you know, the spiritual nature and the authority that he moved and operated in. He spoke to natural elements and natural elements came subject. He did. In this assignment where we were marching around City Hall, it began to snow. Mm. I, I, I would never forget it. Apostle was with us. He was leading us mm-hmm. marching around City Hall. And, I, you know I me, mean? I'm like, well, we about to stay out here? It's like, it's, like, are you kidding me? Like, it's snowing. It's like, snowing. like, I am not accustomed to this type of weather, right? But I, I am freezing, just, oh, my God. He said, uh-uh, this weather's going to come subject, our apostle. He said, we're going to pray, and we're going to command this snow to stop. He said, you have to understand your authority. I kid you not. He led the prayer. We came in agreement with the prayer. And as the snow was coming down, it quickly began to stop. He said, no, we're going to accomplish what the Lord said. We're going to march around City Hall and command the city for the kingdom of God. Wow. So I saw the authority, the spiritual nature of an individual speak to natural elements and natural elements came subject. As we see in scripture, I'm still in the book, right? Yep. So book. we're coming back to the demand portion because Elisha said when he took this mantle of Elisha, he said and said, where is the Lord God of Elisha? He's now placing a demand on this same anointing that was upon Elijah. Right. And we told you what 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 said represent it. We talked about demand. Now, demand is defined as to act of demanding or asking, especially with authority. So simply put. Asking with authority. Asking with authority means when you demand something, you are asking with authority. You can do this when you understand who you are. Authority is in direct correlation or direct relation to your identity. When you understand who you are, you can act with authority, right? Now, the second definition for the man talks about the requirement of work or of the expenditure of a resource, right? Mm-hmm. So so what we're saying is this office, the capacity in which Elijah actually moved and operated in, is now being turned over to Elisha. Right. In other words, all we're simply saying is, 
when we say we're putting a demand on your anointing, we're saying, listen, we're putting a demand on you to serve in the authority and the office that God has placed upon your life. That's what we're saying, serving the office or the call that God has placed on your life. And too many times folk don't want to serve. But that's why Jesus said, listen, I, I didn't come to actually be served. I came to serve. Right. Hence, we need more people grabbing towels and not trying to have a title. We need to see you with a towel and not a title. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, we're saying, serve we're putting a demand on your anointing is what we're doing sir. put a demand on your anointing amen amen and even with that you know when it's talking about the requirement of work you know and sometimes you know we've been around church and you know it's less it's less popular now people used to want to be anointed right um <laughs> It, you know, and I'm not saying it's not as, it's not as popular as it used to be. That's just the truth. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's and, and it could be just because of the gap of knowledge and stuff like that as far as the scriptures are concerned. But, you know, uh, people used to want to really be anointed and they understood that there was a work that they had to do. This these are the things that you would hear people say. Oh, there's a work that God has for me to do that I'm supposed to accomplish that I supposed to finish before I leave this earth. And and now, you know, it, it seems that people don't want the requirement of the work. And and of course, you know, who wants to work all the time, right? Um but, you know, work is what we were created to do, right? right, you know, right in di in different right. areas of our life, you know, work is a blessed thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so when when we when there's a demand being put on us because of the anointing that's on our life, it's actually a compliment. It's actually an acknowledgement. It's a recognition of that which is upon our lives that now, you know, that you can do this. But what happens is because we're insecure about who we are at times, mm. we get shaky. Well, maybe I can't do that. Or I don't do it as well as somebody else, you know. Right, right, right. And because I don't do it as well as somebody else, then I don't want to have to put in that work, you know. I don't want to have to use these resources. I don't want to have to talk about this expenditure, right, the active use of energy in producing a result. I don't want to have to keep on working at something until a result actually happens where I'm using the anointing, the giftings, the callings, the mantles that are upon my life to bring person. results. Results, person. you know. Uh, <laughs> we don't always want to do it. We, we, we like to bring results for things that we want. And this is where we're talking about that yielding portion. When, we, when you sink into this thing, it's not about now what I want. It's not about my desire. Amen. It's about what the what is this thing that I'm sinking into? What kind of demand does it does it uh, come with? Mm -hmm. Because whatever it comes with is what I have to come up to and meet. It do, it doesn't mean that I have to that it has to come and meet me and it makes me comfortable. This thing really makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, this is why Elijah said it. This is hard. Mm -hmm. This is a hard thing. You don't don't don't. Don't get it twisted. This is going to be difficult because it's, it's going to be a demand that's past what you want many times and past right, what you plan right, for. Right. And it's things that you don't, you know, always want to have to deal with that you're going to have to deal with and work that you're going to have to do that you don't want to do. But you still when you sink into it, then you understand there's a responsibility and that this is also a blessing. Amen. 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 Well, listen, um, I think we're about to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we're probably about to get in trouble, but if we go back to that definition about demand, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it says the requirement of work, right? The requirement of work, right? The second definition, the requirement of work or of the expenditure of a resource, right? Mm -hmm. The requirement of work. When you gave God your yes, 
you've been required. Uh, you, there is a work that is now required of you when you gave your God, gave God your yes. There is no taking this back. When you said yes to that title, meaning when you said yes to that office, that call, there is now a requirement that is required of you. There is work that is required of you. I don't understand how people get to pick and choose when they're going to do something for God. I don't understand why people get to pick and choose when they get to be who they said yes to God, said this is who you are. It's real. You understand what I'm saying? No, it is it isn't a requirement. You are required to do this. This is no I get to pick and choose. No, I'm required to do this. My yes. This is the weight. When we talk about the weight that comes with the call, the anointing and the authority that comes with the office that an individual moves and operates in, there is also a work that, that coincides with this office. And, and, and that work you are required to do. That work is your responsibility. This is not okay. I, I, well, if I feel like doing it. <laughs> this is not if I feel like. I, it's not. Right? According to the. It's not. There is a demand. Beyond the demand that people put on you for the anointing that is upon your life, the kingdom demands this of you. Right. Because when you said yes to God, you were saying yes to the kingdom of God. Let your kingdom come so your will can be done. So wherever the kingdom is, God has the expectation that wherever my kingdom is, my will is being done. So when you said yes, you said a yes and to the demand of the kingdom of God, not just the people. Yep. Yeah. Right. So we need to understand this is a requirement. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't tell us what now this requirement talks about or or of the expenditure of a resource. And you talked about the definition of expenditure. It talks about the active use of energy in producing energy. a result, the active use of energy. energy. The anointing is the fuel or this energy of the spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. But that burning or the power that, that you will see that comes from the anointing comes by way of yielding. Yeah. So you know folk are not yielding or they're not yielded because they can't produce them. Mm. There are no results that are produced from the so-called work that they're doing. Wow. And this is why you find people, now this is what's crazy. We talked about last week when the heart or the mind of a man or woman becomes weak, it weakens their strength. Yes. If their strength is weakened, pointing to the things that they are committed to, dedicated to, loyal to, right? Hence, if you're committed and dedicated and loyal to God, to the things of God, to the plan and purpose of God, the will of God, but if you allow a weak mind or a weak heart to weaken your strength, you find yourself pulling away from God and pulling away from the things of God. Yeah. Not understanding, not even realizing these things that you had committed yourself to, that being God and the things of God, this is what was breathing life into you. This is where you found passion about things, but now all of a yes. sudden you don't have passion about nothing right why because you got a weak mind and you got a weak heart which is weakening your strength meaning you are no longer committed to God and to the things of God as you once were you better check it because somebody is in danger oh you better check it you better hear me prophetically somebody is in danger because you now find folk allowing a weak mind and a weak heart to weaken their strength and they're pulling away from God first and they're pulling away from the things of God and they don't even recognize it mm. But why was God putting a word in the mouth of the prophet? 
the prophet is to come and bring order. The prophet is trying to get the people by way of the Holy Orchestra to, to turn your direction. Jesus. The way that you're going, it is in contrary to what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be. And some people don't even realize they are turning away, not just from the purpose of God, but they're turning away from the image of who God called them to be. They're turning away mm. from the identity of who God has called them to be. So God has to send the prophet because he's trying to redirect you. Lord Jesus. But we pray that you will have an ear to hear and not get lost in your emotions, not get caught Lord, up in what us. you feel, because what you feel not necessarily is right. Oh, say that it's right us. there. Say that right there. What you feel doesn't mean it's right. We're not saying you don't supposed to feel because God gave you emotions. We saying don't be governed by your emotions. Feel right. what you feel, but be led of the spirit is what we're trying to say. Uh, don't be governed by your emotions. Don't be driven by your emotions. Don't be driven by your flesh, but be led of the spirit is what we're saying. Jesus. We need to see the energy of the anointing that is upon your life, and we need to see it producing results in your life, producing results based upon the kingdom of God, the will of God, the purpose of God. Amen. Amen. So we're journeying on down. So, so, so listen, Elijah got that mantle. He now strikes the Jordan river, this foundation, it parts from him. Now, mind you, he's in Jericho. It's in Jericho at this time. Right. And when you think about this, this, this Jericho, we told you Jericho talks about moon denoting time, denoting time. Sometimes you have to go and remember the time, okay. you know what I mean, okay. when God showed out in your life. You understand? So that your you face, I, I think about when Elisha came to this, this, this Jordan, he had to remember a time, you know what I'm saying, that God showed out in his life. And sometimes yes. you got to remember a time or a D time when God manifested himself in such a way. And we see this because even when we read over in verse number seven, right, but we see it right here, right? In 15 it says, and when the sons of the prophets, right, sons of the prophet, verse seven tells us it's actually 50 sons of the prophets who right. were watching Elijah and Elisha cross over when Elisha parted these same 50 men are standing there watching Elisha right yep the number 50 represents what? The number 50 represents a manifestation of God's spirit or it is a pouring out of God's spirit, right? So what we're saying in essence, what we're saying is the spirit of God is about to be manifested, right? You're going to know that the hand of the Lord, right? Or the spirit of the living God is with Elisha now as it was with Elijah. Yes. So as we see him now taking this mantle and striking the Jordan, right? And it's parting for him. We see there were times you got to go and remember a time, remember the time when God showed out, manifested himself, because that will cause your faith to stir, oh, that you can yes, move Lord. in what God is calling you to do now. There were sometimes you got to go and remember he did it if he, you know, help us out, Ty, <laughs> help us out, Ty, tribute. God, he told us what, if on, he did it before, before, he can do it again, right? That's so if right. God showed out one time before, he most certainly can do it again, because I know there were times when you feel like, okay, I, God, I really need you now. See, there have been times I said, let me get like Elijah and say, God, where is the God of Apostle Cleveland? Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I need that same God to manifest himself in my yes. life right now. Listen, listen, listen. I need you, God. And I listen, I need you right now, and I need you in a hurry, right? This is what's taking place. So understand what's taking place. The spirit of God is about to be a manifestation of, that will come upon Elisha. And, and we're seeing this in representation as it's symbolic of the 50 men that are watching what Elisha is getting ready to do. That they are going to come and recognize or keyword honor Elisha in the now. manner that they would have honored Elijah. Mm. And that's this is powerful because even as he walks in this and the pouring out in it. 
it's just so much here, you know. <laughs> when you're talking about the what Jordan means, when they're talking about to come down, the revelation, the revelation now is he's at the Jordan and the revelation of who he is and who, what he's about to walk in, it's about to come down so he can be seen to all, right? Mercy. You know, and this is sometimes, you know, this is what we want. You know, we desire recognition. We desire to be important. We desire, you know, value from people that are around us. We desire to be accepted. You know, accept it for the things that we do and the things that we're capable of doing. But with that, you know, there comes that work, that requirement of work that you got to keep on doing it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes sometimes we get tired to keep on doing it, you know. And But I wanted to say that, you know, the work is what keeps the anointing working. Amen. The the requirement and the pressure that comes from the work is actually sometimes what active, it keeps it active in our lives. It keeps us actively tapping into it. Amen. You know what I'm saying? There's opportunities for it to be used, right? That demand, the demand, when we hear demand, sometimes we hear, you know, man, that's going to be a lot. This is, <laughs> I don't want to deal with all of that. You know, I don't want to have to answer all of these right, questions. Right, right. I don't want to have to <laughs> answer all these requests. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to have to you know, there's just things that we would rather not do at times, but because the demand is not about our choice. He's Amen. saying, look, look, I'm coming because I'm, I'm up for the demand. I'm up for it. You know, this is what I've Lord been waiting mercy. on. And, 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 and as that revelation of who he was was coming down right here, God was pouring out his spirit upon him pretty much. You know, the essence of that double portion of what he asked for, mm -hmm. the, the spirit of Elijah now was going to be upon him. You know, it was resting upon him, you know, and it was going to be seen, evident. And sometimes we don't, this is another reason sometimes we don't like to operate. Mm, right. We don't want to be recognized. Not everybody want to be recognized for the anointing because we know it brings demand. Because mm. people are going to pull on us more. So we kind of push it down, push it to the side, mm -hmm. act like we can't do stuff, act like, you know, we can't really tap into it quite yet you know or we don't really know and some of us sometimes we really don't know because we haven't invested the time to actually find out he invested the time to find out the 50 investing the time to find out as he went through all of these different schools these were people investing the time to find out about the anointing that they wanted to flow in but we would rather be in the dark sometimes why? Because if I stay in the dark, nobody has to ask me. Doesn't I'm going to be able to control the demand? Well, you know I can't do that. I, ain't, I don't know how. But have you have you invested the time to find out yet? Have you gone and sought after? Because this is, he understood relationships. Mm. You know, and, and prayer is what about relationships? Mercy. It it was about even as they walked and they were talking and all these. He understood how to have conversation, how to get what he needed, how to take advantage of opportunities in the relationship that he had with Elijah. Mm. And, and, and because of that, he positioned his life to be able to walk in that double portion. So we have to really ask ourselves, you know, the demand is there, but do we want it? You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and if we don't want it, why not? Why not? Because Jesus. even while we're speaking, you know, I just believe the anointing breaks the yoke, right? So Ooh. sometimes when we stop working in it, more yokes come. All right. That's Bondage amen. is easily, it stays upon us. 
because I'm shying away from working in the anointing and, and letting that power that posed the rest upon me actually work in my life, Come then it's, I'm being held by things easier because the anointing is not. I don't want to have to work that, but something else is going to work us. All right. No matter how, you're going to work somewhere. <laughs> we're going to work somewhere. It, whether it's working in our flesh or working in sin, we're going to work somewhere. Come on. Man. Come on. I think that's interesting, man. Even when you talk about working somewhere, it's pointed to the fact that there is going to be a demand on you, whether you like it or not. It, and I think sometimes people just get caught up in the fact about the demand from the kingdom or the people of yes. God or the purpose of the plan of God. But whether you recognize, understand it in life, no matter what juncture of life you find yourself in, it is going to be a demand. Yes. As a husband, there is a demand. As a father, as a mother, there is a demand. As an employee or, 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 or the employer, there is a demand. The fact that you are a citizen of the, uh, the municipality that you stay in, there is a demand. Right? You understand? Oh, sure. So it doesn't matter where you go or what, the, what place you find yourself in in life, there is going to be a demand. And I think people are picking and choosing when they want to respond or answer or be responsible for that demand, right? I think the other thing that is interesting, even when you talked about Elijah and Elijah, well, even when Elijah cast his mantle upon him and he said, what have I done to thee? You, you like, mm -hmm. like at that moment, Elijah could have made a decision to take that, uh, that mantle off. Like, take this back. Right. <laughs> you understand? Like, what are you he doing? He could have <laughs> took that off. Even if he would have took that mantle yeah. off, would it have changed what God said? Would it have changed mm -hmm. what God was willing in that moment? I think not. Wow. You, you understand what I'm saying? So what I appreciate about this text right here, he's at the Jordan. And for most of us, some of us, we're at a Jordan right now. You, you mm. understand? We're at a Jordan right now, coming back to our foundation, right? And you got to understand your foundation is stable, it's, it's secure, but right beyond your Jordan is your Jericho. So he, mind right. you, Elisha is traveling back to the place where he just came from with Elijah, that being Jericho, then coming to the Jordan and then crossing over. He's okay, not coming on, back to the Jordan. And some of us are right there. A Jordan is in your way. But understand, like, like you talked about, it's at the place, the Jordan, where you're going to understand who you are because new revelation is coming down. For you to understand who you are, understand why you've been called to do what God has placed oh, upon man. you, right? And that's what we need. But after you come Lord into this help. new truth, this new revealed truth about who you are, you're about to step into your Jericho. Jesus. Meaning, oh, it's time now. Now that you know who you are, it's time to move and operate based upon what you now know about yourself, right? Lord have mercy. But but, but, but remember, remember, the interesting thing about Jericho, it's the first place that the people of God, as they were moving into the promised land, it's the first place that they conquered, the first land they, or their first victory. Right. See, see, so Jordan represents foundation. Let me take you back to your first win. Oh, uh, you got, let, let, let me take you back to when I showed you that I was God, that I was with you, right? On this yes. journey, I've been with you. So when we get back to the Jericho, I'm reminding you, this is where your first mm -hmm. victory took place place Come on but now. keep in mind this is where the walls came down so there were times we walled ourselves up and walled ourselves behind walls listen I don't want to be who you called me to be I don't want that demand yeah. I don't want that anointing I don't want that authority God I just want to just abide here I just want to just do me for right now God I'm okay <laughs> with just being simple let's, let's just keep it simple with keep me simple. but you got to remember down in 19 that we talked about there was a situation that requires your attention because guess yep. what it is only going to respond to the anointing and to the authority that is upon your life oh Jesus. make no mistake about it but guess what you had a good place when you get to Jericho because guess what those walls are getting ready to come down 
Because guess what? You got some people, because it took all the people, right, to operate on one accord. And when the appointed time came that we all praised, we gave such a radical praise that it broke the walls. Now, and thank mm -hmm. God for the relationship. I'm so grateful that you in my life, Come that on, when man. I'm struggling to praise, you can praise on my behalf. Yes. Come on, help me tear down some walls. You, you understand yes, what Lord. I'm saying? Come on thank now. you for helping me. Need Bless it. God. Thank you for helping to strengthen me. When I was weak, I didn't want to keep on walking. I wanted to give up. I wanted to renege on the call. But I'm so glad yes. that God Come placed somebody now. in my life and said, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. You know who God called you to be. Right. You know what God is calling you to do. But they also told me you can do this even when you, you feel weak and you don't feel like you're capable. No, you can do this. You yes. know why? Because the Spirit of the Lord. I'm reminded of what Jesus told us. Isaiah told us in Isaiah 61. He said, the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God have anointed me. You got to understand. This is on. why you can do this because God has anointed you and the Spirit of the living God, it is upon you. Yes, oh, yes, so, yes, so understand yes. you may be out of Jordan right now but as soon as you come over come through come across this jordan jericho is waiting for you Hallelujah. and that's the place of your first victory that's the place Hallelujah. where the walls got torn down amen come amen hallelujah listen we're pressing through we're pressing through it says and 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 and, and well you want to just jump to 19 then Okay. Just, okay, we're going to jump tonight. It says, And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant as my Lord said, but the water is not and the ground barren. So now he's back in Jericho, where the walls came down, where the first victory actually took place. And see, sometimes you got to remind yourself yeah. uh, again what the names mean, right? God is using these men or using now Elisha to bring about restoration or bring about salvation, turning the people back to God yeah. from all this perverseness and, and these wicked and evil ways, right? And so now the men are saying, listen, it's a beautiful city, but you got to understand behind all of this beauty, there is a situation. Yeah. And, and, and see, it, it, you can find that <laughs> some people, marriages, that thing appear to be real good. You understand? While a lot of us are talking mm -hmm. about things that we got going on, you seem to be a-okay. Y'all ain't got no issues that y'all talking no about. It's good over there in Dolly Land with y'all, but over here we got some problems. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but the truth be told, behind all that beauty that y'all are displaying, it's a situation that you're not talking about. Yeah, Somebody mercy. is mad that you are not being who God called you to be. Oh, somebody's mad that they can't put a demand on your anointing and they know who God called you to be and they know what God has called you to do and they cannot put a demand on your anointing because you refuse to allow them to put that demand upon you. Oh, but mm. tell somebody that day is over because guess what? You and Jericho now, we tearing them walls down. That wall you built up that was stopping me from putting a demand on you, that wall is coming down. Jesus. I'm going to be able to put a demand on your anointing. You're going to have to, re it's required of you to put in this work, man of God. It is required of you, woman of God, to put in that work because it's who God called you to be. And now Remember, we said, listen, this oh, demand Lord. is to serve in the anointing or to serve in the call of the office that God has called you to. So you got to come out of this. You got to come off your hiatus. You got to come off your, 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 your uh, uh, what do they call the thing? You go take a break. Sabbatical. You your sabbatical is over. <laughs> oh, if, if, if you ain't think I was talking to you, I'm, I'm talking to you. Make sure that there's no, your sabbatical is over. You need to come off your sabbatical. Because my thing up. is this right here. If you've been on your sabbatical, as long as you've been on your sabbatical and you still thinking the same way and you still got the same thoughts, listen, that sabbatical, you, you just had a vacation. You just had a long vacation. No, come off your sabbatical because nothing has changed. Listen, things are only going to change because you're at Jericho. God is trying to tear down some walls and you got to allow God to tear down these walls. How we come back to that Y word that's a cuss word in the church. You got to yield. 
<laughs> oh, you got to yield. That's what we're saying. You got to yield. If you want to see change, if you want to be the change, it all comes by you yielding. Jesus. And that yielding means that you understand that that anointing is not yours. That anointing now was given to the people. Oh it was for the nation. It was for the people. So this is why the people came and said, we're going to put a demand on it. Now, there's benefits that we get from the anointing right, by right. It keeping us closer to God and keeping us activated and keeping us getting to know God. And, you know, God begins to pull us, you know, closer, you know, and that's a, that's the greatest benefit that we get to work with him, you know, that He we get to be used by him. <laughs> it's the greatest benefit. It doesn't always feel like it when we get to certain places in our walk. And we see this even through scripture with people, you know, that from Moses even to Elijah, he wanted to kill himself because after he was greatly used by right. God. Right. But understand this situation now, he understood it wasn't just for me now to prove a miracle that I can split the waters. To, that proves I got power. Right, right. But now how is this power going to affect the people around you? And sometimes we have, you know, tried to just keep the anointing for our own benefit. And the Lord began to deal with me about it. He said, look, you know, people who do that, who just try to benefit off of the anointing on their life, they're witches, <laughs> warlocks. These are people who pervert the, 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 the true purpose of it. The true purpose mm -hmm. of it is that so the people in the situations can be settled. The disputes like you talked about, th those things can be handled. The jurisdiction that you over that peace and the kingdom can rule in that jurisdiction. Oh, but it can't rule if I'm if I'm out of place, if I'm out of the place where I'm supposed to be ruling or uh, uh, inviting the rule of God and forcing the rule of God mm -hmm. and forcing mm -hmm. the anointing of God to be able to handle these things that the enemy is trying to destroy, you know, and, and, and tear down people's houses and tear down because you look at, you know, in this in this particular scripture, this situation he's dealing with was affecting the economy. Right. These are people that can't grow their crops. You know, there's you nice. know people are people are going lives are being you know uh, uh, you know put on the line. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just a small situation; it was a heavy thing. Mm -hmm. That if we don't fix this, people may die, and and we don't know because the scripture doesn't tell us. But people may have already been dying. You know, and people are going without sometimes because we don't want to operate at the highest level. I'm saying we. Oh, we don't want to operate at the highest level to, to really meet the situation because the anointing can handle it. It's us that don't want to tap into the, the, the real strength of it because it takes us a, a deeper sinking into a deeper disappearing of myself a deeper getting rid of me a deeper dying of me a deeper pain Ooh, a I deeper sacrificial a deeper burning up of myself so that 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 perfume that scent that that savor that's supposed to be going up to God cuz I'm serving him that you know sometimes we want to put that fire out and that's why God has brought this this particular sermon series I believe cuz God is trying to push us cuz a lot of us are at I'm I'm, I'm at the joy <laughs> hey, <laughs> and I'm trying to be careful t with the decisions that I'm making. Amen. So I'm not just preaching on y'all. <laughs> this is helping me when I'm saying, Lord, help. I'm trying to say, Lord, Lord, mercy, Lord help me too. Amen. Because <laughs> I understand there are things on the line. Mm -mm. And there's more on the line that, 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 that more than I want to see. I don't want to look at everything that's on the line because I want me to be important, more important than what's on the line. That's the truth. You know, I don't want to have to 
break all the way through to what it really means to walk out all of it <laughs> and the pain that that may take, the hardness that they may take. But look at what's on the line. People's lives on the line. I can throw this microphone, man. <laughs> I can throw this microphone. I'm going to tell you why. Because when you said these lives, Jericho is a portion of the kingdom of Israel. Mm -hmm. So if lives indeed are on the line, a part of this kingdom, because of your refusal to move and operate in the authority and the anointing that God has placed upon your life, because you refuse to, you know, yield to this requirement or this demand, what part of the kingdom of God is dying? Oh, because of your refusal to to let allow the demand of God to be placed upon you. There was a portion of the kingdom that might be at risk, meaning there were some people who are part of the kingdom. Listen, there, there was a famine that is taking place. Uh, this 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 water symbolic for spirit, this evil water, this evil spirit evil influence that you see moving throughout our nation mm. that's pushing God out of the culture. Lives are on the line. And, and, and some of us, are. you can take a break. You can go on, on eight weeks sabbaticals when por portion of the kingdom is at risk. Jesus. Sometimes you got to put it like this so people can see. No, like you said, it's not about you, but it's about, about the me. will of God being carried out and and god is using you for specific tasks according to his purpose and his divine will and so we see a portion of the kingdom is close to being lost but somebody had the wherewithal the understanding there is somebody Come on <laughs> that can handle this situation and and when the Quit. demand was placed upon him he didn't run from he it didn't run. he didn't shrink away from it he he, he understood this comes with the territory Oh, let's 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 get out of here, man. So he said, "What?" And the men of the city said unto Elisha, "Behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city is pleasant, as my lord says, but the water is not, and the ground barren. Mm -hmm. The water is not." And he said, "Bring me a new cruise and put salt therein." And they brought it to him, right? And then twenty-one says, "And he went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt therein, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters; there should not be from thence any more death or barren land.'" Now, I know last week we talked about, you know, literal depths, spiritual depths, you know, things down emotionally. But what we have not talked about is desires. When desires die for the things of God, when a man or woman's desire die for God himself, you know, uh, they understood that there was a call. And at one time they were settled and happy and OK with it. But something has happened that. I'm no longer okay with the call of God. I'm no longer okay with the demand of God, the anointing that is there. Mind you, when that oil was smeared upon your head, we didn't see you refusing when that oil was smeared upon your head, right? And to give witness of that oil being smeared upon your head, you didn't have to go and speak to prove that you were a workman that rightly divided the word of truth, making proof of your ministry. When you came time to grab that microphone, when you were elevated to a call, I'm talking about when you got ordained to a specific call in ministry, we didn't see you denying that call then oh, after Jesus. that oil was poured upon your head. You grabbed that microphone, you got right up there and you spoke. Neither did we see you denying that oil or that authority when, it had, when you got an opportunity to rebuke folk. Oh, you rebuked them with the best of them. You looking like a little possible. <laughs> Clavin Leonard up there some days. You understand what I'm saying? You didn't have a problem with it then. So so why is it now you find that people that have a problem with the anointing of the demand now? Because something has happened to their desire.
They have a situation with their desire. And it's, it's unfair that people cannot put a demand upon the anointing that God has placed upon your life. It's unfair. This is how people are living in their homes. They can't even put a demand upon. This is my thing. Yeah, they know you pay all the bills, man of God. But it's unfair that although you pay all the bills, we, the woman can't put a demand on you to cover the house properly. Jesus. When her head hurts, she can't, she can't go to her husband and ask for prayer. She got to always go to her prayer partners, the sister in the church. That's a problem. That is a problem. You understand what I'm saying? So there is a situation that must be dealt with, and God is sending you, man of God, you woman of God, to deal with the situation. Why? Because you have been anointed for it. Jesus. Yield to the demand. Jesus. And this is just, just looking at the purity of the scripture, meaning just looking at it for what it is. Look how simple the solution was because of his anointing. Many times what the enemy does in our head is it makes it be worse than what it's really going to be. He just bring me a new cruise, give me some salt, and then we put some salt in this water. <laughs> Speak over the water, it's done. If we just look at the simplicity of the, the scripture, simplicity. some wow. things the enemy has made in our head, and we, and sometimes not even the enemy, it's just us. We just made it so difficult. Oh, it's going to take this, and it's going to take that, and it's going to take this, and it's going to take that, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. And, and, and he said, look, one thing about the anointing, it has the wisdom to bring simplicity to solutions. It makes the difference. It makes the difference. Yeah. He didn't have to. He didn't have to say, "Well, we got to go to another nation and go ask them, and, and we got to import some water from over <laughs> here, and we're gonna have to build some type of system and all this oh, irrigation and all this other stuff." Where we would, we may approach it that way. He understood the power of and, and what he was authorized to do, yeah. and he knew if I speak to it, oh, it's got to change. The very properties, the molecules, the atoms of it, it's got to change. Wow. Because he understood who he was as a son. He understood the anointing now operating as a son in that anointing and, and wearing that garment now, that original garment, what it carried. It's simpler than what we think. I mean, here again, we, we didn't just see Elijah, but now we're seeing Elisha. Recognized by the 50 men as they came about down before him, saying, The spirit of Elijah does rest upon Elisha, honoring this, yeah. this essence, this spirit, this spiritual nature that he's moving and operating. So it wasn't just seen with Elijah speaking to natural elements. Elisha is now speaking to gases. He's speaking to hydrogen. <laughs> he's speaking, you understand? And, and oxygen. Come on, come and they got to, come subject. got to come subject. You got to change. <laughs> so, so, so for some of us, we got to speak to the water that's in some of these individuals. Because uh, you're 70% water. We got to speak to the water that's in you. Lord, and mercy. say, be healed. Oh, Because yes, too long, you listen, your hurt and pain has been an excuse why you can't do the will of God. We're simply going to say, listen, we are the salt of the earth. Let, let, one, let on. some of this salt get in your life. Oh, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. You don't like me on today. Let some of that salt Jesus. get in your life. In other words, we're saying, Build relationship, have relationship. Stop, stop acting like a hermit. God ain't call you to be no island. Stop acting like nobody can't relate to you. Come nobody on. understands you as if nobody's never had no hurt and pain or difficult situations in their life. It's a lie, and it's a deception that the enemy got you walking in. It, but if you're going to allow the water that's in you, the spirit in you, to be healed, you need salt. Mm. You need people. You need relationship is what we're Come saying. Not just this way with God, but you need relationship this way if you're going to be healed. And notice what the scripture said. The scripture said from that point on, the waters were healed at the word of Elisha. Right. To this day. 
to this day. <laughs> we can go over there in Palestine, wherever it's at, and the water's still healed. It's still healed. It, 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 because that's what the Bible <laughs> says. If it's not here, then the Bible is a lie. But it's still healed to this day. To this day. So that water in you, that spirit man in you, it needs to be healed. And the only way it's going to do it, you need some salt, boo. Man of God, you need some salt. Yes, you do. You need some salt. So listen, we pray that this word has been encouraging to you. We pray that there was something that we spoke that it was inspirational, something that encouraged you, even something that corrected you. We're not yes, going to shy Lord. away from that because nope. correction or rebuking is a demonstration of God's love. And this ministry, we're building lives through love. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchoffila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchoffila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.